On this Pete and Kimber podcast, we'll scratch up some of the best bits of the show. Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858. This is the Pete and Kimber podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Um, this, is a, this is a massive podcast today. There's I mean, so I'm, many great things to come. Oh so many. Just when you think um, you've heard your best bit of the show, yeah. there'll be another. We'll give you the update very soon. Um, first, I want to know, if you're someone who is on dating apps or you're trying to meet somebody, I might have just found you a new boyfriend. Okay. And I don't know if the same goes for girlfriends. I don't know if this is, exists yet. But there's an app that is going ballistic in China because women are choosing to date a chatbot instead of a boyfriend. So I'm sorry, what? You can download an app called Glow. It's an artificial intelligence platform and it's basically friendly, even romantic, human to robot relationships. So like these women that are joining it are saying, look, he knows how to talk to women better than a real man and he comforts me when I have period pain. I confide in him, in him about my problems at work. I feel like I'm in a romantic relationship. And the chatbot just talks back to you and writes back to you. And so the app is completely free and it's getting hundreds of downloads every day because people are finding that it's really difficult to meet their ideal boyfriend in real life. And they feel like the emotional support that they're getting from the chatbot is good for them. But it doesn't go anywhere. Well, like I mean, this is this is the problem, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't go, go anywhere. anywhere. You don't physical. get any. I mean, I suppose you know what? Sure, maybe it doesn't go anywhere, but neither does porn. So, uh, like, uh, like, I but I, and I'm not trying to be funny or anything, but I'm trying to find the place that if you're someone who like I appreciate that um it might be handy for people who are lonely mm-hmm. and might need someone to talk to or something to talk to yes. and get that but then what well, you know I mean, what i mean but listen to how he talks to her it's pretty cute like you know she says to him you're cute and then the chatbot says to her or her boyfriend says we can go on a picnic on the campus lawn i'd love to meet your best friend and her boyfriend and she's like oh you're so cute like he says all the things that you want them to say and you can kind of create your virtual character. So you can give him looks, you can say what kind of hair you want him to have. Some of them have got multiple boyfriends. That's sad. From different places and different areas and like different backgrounds. Yeah. And so, you know, they're like, I feel super supported and this is a great thing for them. Apparently it is booming. And so they really think it's going to take off. Right? No, right. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I think it's sad. I, sad, not as in sad. It's like sad. These it is no, sad. No, but not as you don't in even sa- have to try and no, justify no, this. I'm not justifying <laughs> this. Not as in sad as in uh, like these people are sad. Sad as in it's sad for humanity. Yeah, we exist in a world where there are people that are finding much better conversations and human connection out of an AI. Pete, Isn't that sad? Can I talk to you about my period pain? No, sh- no, no. And that is why I'm downloading the app. No. <laughs> I'd, love to, the I'd love to today? meet you and your boyfriend under a tree in the quad. <laughs> I can talk to James about my period pain. He's very emotionally good. together like that. That's great. Good on you. Um, <laughs> uh, on the podcast today, I mean, honestly, we weren't kidding when we said it was jam-packed. Ben Cousins in what I think is possibly the funniest Taylor Swift quiz we've ever done. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, he's really, really, he's great. It's a great chat. Um, Yay or nay is on the way. Very simple game where Rami gives us topics and we got three seconds to think about whether we are yay or nay them. Then we have to explain. Yeah, and I think I'm losing my job because I might have upset some clients today. Oh, that's right. I forgot you said that. And yeah. I, I mean, the reason why I forgot you said that, even though it was so big, was because of all the other stuff that happened on our show. I mean, the matchula. You remember the guy we hooked up for Instant Couple. We tried to make him fall in love by Valentine's Day. She bailed, so we got him three more women and said, go on a date. You can choose one. We said he could do the honey badger. We said, if you're not into any of them, you can say so. But he did He did choose Rachel last week mm. on Valentine's Day. And then he ghosted her. You have to hear this conversation we had with him on when we tried to get the update of how the date went. Um, also in the podcast, you'll hear my coffin therapy, where I climbed into a coffin to 
I think about my life. And it was really profound and a really significant moment, but completely overshadowed by the fact that then we had Tracy and NASA come on from season five of Maths and have a full-blown fight in front of us. It was the kind of fight where you were like, Mum, Dad, go and do this in the car. We're all watching. I know. NASA didn't know we had Tracy waiting for him. Wait until you hear the moment where NASA starts mouthing off about Tracy. It's unreal. Oh, God. Um, Um, And and, the dear Kimber, yeah. And an incredible letter from Gary, whose family are on the brink of basically falling apart Mm. because of a terrible, terrible joke that his fiancée made. It's epic. Enjoy this podcast. See ya. Pete and Kimber. Would you believe it was a week ago... On Valentine's Day, that our Matt, our Matchelor, chose Rachel. Over to you. Time to make your decision. Who's it going to be? Who's your Valentine? Um, I'm going to choose Rachel. Rachel! Rachel, our karaoke queen. Rachel, you're going to be going on a date with Matt tonight. Great. Thank you. <laughs> All we've heard in the last week is, how are they going? Wanted to know. We were like, let's give them a week because that's enough time to go on the date that we had planned for them and then see how things are going. So it's time to check back in with the matchelor. G'day, Matt. How are you going? Hey, how are you doing? All right. Yeah, good. Good. So tell us, how was the date at the Perth Mint? The Perth Date Mint was awesome, except uh, I went with Aaron. <gasps> you went with your daughter? Yeah, so... What happened? We couldn't get the time off work to go through the week, so I ended up going with Aaron on Saturday morning. Well, so, hang on a sec. What do you mean you couldn't get the time... So you haven't what, So you haven't gone on a date with Rachel? <laughs> no, we haven't been on a date, no. So, um, so wouldn't you do something like maybe hold the date off and go, oh, you know, well, we'll, go to the, we'll go to the Mint. Or Don't tell me we gave you a voucher that expired in a week. <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> expired by Saturday and it was only till like half two in the afternoon, so we couldn't actually go. Okay, so what's happened with Rachel then? Where are you guys at? What's the plan? Have you organised another date? We've, yeah, we've been text messaging and um, back and forth, but it's just not really... It's not there, Kim, but it's not... It's, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, okay. I've gone back into dad mode. You're back in dad mode, so the, the chemistry is not quite there that you were that you were hoping for. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and and I think I made the mistake by saying, "Oh, let's let's reschedule." I didn't follow through with an actual time and date. So, um, oh, yes. hang on, no, I mm, okay, really, because now I've just got a little note here from from our yeah. producers Rami and Kerrod. They're saying that Rachel texted you to organise the date, and you didn't reply. Yeah, yeah, I've spoke to her. I spoke to her yesterday. You spoke to Hang her on, yesterday. Hang on, but the date was meant to be on Saturday. Did you have any contact with Rachel after you left the studio? Yeah, we were speaking, because um, we uh, stepdad's from where I'm from. So, yeah, we had a good conversation over text, and then, yeah. When, just... when was that? When was the conversation over text, Matt? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh huh. And, and then we had text Saturday. She did say, "I'll give you a call over the weekend," and um, yeah, it didn't happen. That's interesting because that's not what we've Matt. heard. We're, we're being told something completely different, Matt. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she did, did you ghost? Did you ghost Rachel? No, I didn't ghost her at all. I just never got. Uh... You just never got back to her. That's ghosting. <laughs> Matt, like Matt, Matt, are you kidding me? We set you up. We we got you four beautiful women to go on dates with. You did. You did. So um, let's be honest. Then you're you're not ready for a relationship because that's not very grown up of you, dude. You're 39. I've gone back into yeah, gone back into no go zone. So I'm just not dating now. Okay, so can we just get the the exact story straight, right? Because it feels like you're you're saying something different to what. We have found out, and yet now you're sort of coming back around to what we found out. So, did you ghost her or not? No, because I, def- I messaged her saying we'll reschedule, and I just never rescheduled. But you don't have any intention of rescheduling, so you, yeah, you need to be honest, Matt. Here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I didn't follow up with it, so yeah. <laughs> okay, mate. 
Like, look, to say I'm disappointed oh, is an man. understatement, but I want you to at least take this moment to now realise that, like, look, if you're not ready for a relationship, that's fine, but don't tell people that you are and don't lead them to think that you're trying. You can be a player, you can go around, do whatever you like, but, like, make sure you are upfront about it. Yeah. No, I get, I get you, I get you. Like, I spoke to her yesterday, so... Does Rachel uh, know that there's no connection and you don't want to see her again, or have you left her hanging and she's hearing it right now for the first time? No, nah, she she knows. She knows. Um, but she can't, like she said, can't keep using Aaron as an excuse. No. Um, Good on I mean? you, Rachel. But I'm glad she pointed that she out. She said that to you? Yeah, she says, I know you're busy. Um, I appreciate like the honesty, and I just don't want to... You know, she wants to hear the truth, basically. So. Oh, mate, she sounds like an absolute catch, that one. You oh, need someone yeah. who's like that in your life, Matt, eh? Hey. All right. Um, hey, I've I got to ask this question, right? So none of, the, none of the girls from last week floated your boat. Can we go back to Instant Couple and Tanya? Were, yeah. Were you still sort of stuck there a little bit at all? I think, do you know what it is? Because there was there's so many in so little time, I was so overwhelmed and I just didn't know where... Didn't know what to think. With then, what you know now and what you've learned about yourself, if you were to do that again, the experiment again, would you go into no, it differently? No. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just think I was, yeah, like I was too overwhelmed and I didn't really expect my full self. I was trying to sort of keep everyone happy and afloat, whereas I wasn't thinking about myself, I don't think. I don't know. I think there's a fair bit of thinking about yourself going on, <laughs> if I'm honest, Matt. Come on. <laughs> he was uh, overwhelmed. All right. Well, look, there's nothing more we can do. We tried. We did what we could. <laughs> the Matula is out there, ladies, if you're interested, but he's going to ghost you. Smoke and oh, mirrors, mate. Smoke. He's no, up in a puff man. of smoke. He's gone. He's gone. I'll take. Um, <laughs> Matt, nice to speak with you again, mate. Um Right. Thanks, buddy. All Thanks. the best, yeah. bud. All the best to you. See you, mate. Oh my god. I, oh god. Did that? Did that? Actually I feel happen? like for a moment we were dating. That moment where you're like, "Oh no, this is a really." And when we got the actual truth, you're like, "Oh, I see what you've done here." He wasn't going to tell us. He was going to skirt around it a bit until we fished it out. Wow. We've got people on the, we got blokes on the text line asking for Rachel's number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we've got women going, is this guy for real? <laughs> Did that conversation just happen? That just happened. Wow. Oh my God. Dancing with the Stars coming to seven and seven plus very soon. The cast has been announced. One of those is our mate, Ben Cousins, and he joins us on the show. Good morning to you, mate. Good morning, guys. How are we? Oh, good. Benny, how's the dance training going? Do they call it training uh, or rehearsals? Oh, training, yeah. Rehearsals, mm. yeah. A bit yep. of that. Um, yeah, it's going well. Yeah, it's still, yeah, some long days putting in the, the work. Um, and sort of, there is progress being made, so there still needs to be a bit more. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. You've got more in your hips than you realised. Well, yeah, unlocking the hips has been one of the big challenges. It's taken, it, it's taken a lot of work. Yeah, the control thing's been hard, but um, yeah, it's this this thing's starting to happen down there. <laughs> <laughs> Half your luck, Benny. Yeah. Now, yeah. now um, mate, we've had a look at the uh, the Dancing with the Stars cast that's been announced. Kimber and I have been slowly making our way through the list. Some serious competition in there. Off the top of your yeah. head, anybody that caught your eye? I mean, Shane Crawford, you've crossed paths with on the footy field. Is he is he competition uh, for you this year? Oh, well, you know, he, he did give me a couple of good old-fashioned touch-ups early on in my career, and I never thought the dance floor would be the place to settle the score. But he can dance, so, you know... I've got my work cut out there, I think. Well, it's hard but, to uh, know, isn't it? We don't know who can dance. Like, straight up, I look at Samantha Jade, the singer, and I go, she's going to smash it. I just think she's, she's going to be amazing. Be, yeah, I totally agree. I, um, I'm i not so worried. I mean, look, and I think maybe the same from one-time wag Nadia Bartel, I mean, best known as being the spokesperson for the Kmart crockery range, <laughs> but she's this is her comeback. And yeah. I'm saying Ant Middleton is no threat to you because he doesn't do leg day. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I haven't seen anyone dance yet, um, so I, I really don't. 
I really don't know how they're all going. But my my take on it is, I think everyone's going to be able to hold their own a bit. So it's going to it's going to be tough right from the start. Um, you know, Lisa McEwen's another one. Um, you know, came up through Whopper with a dance slash acting background. So I, I think I could see her doing really well. Um, Julie Goodwin's just yeah. going to be, we're just happy that she's there. Yeah. She's she's everybody's <laughs> mum, you know, the original winner of, of Master, Master Chef. Chef. She, yeah. And she always got a big smile on her face, yeah. so she's going to be great value. But, um, you know, I have enjoyed up until now not knowing who else is on it and not wanting to know, really. I've sort of got my, I've got enough on my plate in uh, the, the quiet rehearsal studio with just me and my partner. Um uh, and then sort of not really wanting to go there in my head, the fact that there is going to be this performance side of it, an audience cameras. So now it's all starting to get a bit real and uh, the nerves and everything starting to settle in, which, um, you know, it's going to be another challenge in itself. So, Well, mate, we know that you've got a fair bit on your plate, um, including heading to the Taylor Swift concert. Uh, oh. We've seen the pictures. You taking oh your daughter God. along with some mates, <laughs> mate. That it looked stunning. You oh. and your you and your cowboy boots and everything. It was oh, great. Can I tell you? I, I have. I must admit, I have been swept up in it. You know, this You're is bigger than normal music hysteria. It's um, there's a movement out there. It's happening. You know, like far out. And you know, walked away. You know, so impressed with the with the show, and um, we had a ball. You know, it was it was really cool. Yeah, we wanted to know just how much of a Swifty you are. You want to play our Taylor Swift game with us this morning? Love to. All right. Um, <laughs> it's nice of you to say love to before you even know what it actually is. So we're going to yeah. find out how much of a Swifty you are. We've got oh. three different Taylor Swift songs here. And we're going to play them out for you one by one. They're going to stop at a particular part. And then, oh, Ben no. Cousins, you oh, need no. to sing the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> and we're going to find out just how much of a fan oh, you yeah. are, mate. All right. Are you Jeez, good for this? Hard. Yes, yes. I thought you might have said, you asked me to name the song. But nah, God, I've got no. to sing the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. do your okay. best. All right. This is good. This Can't is good wait. training for being in front of an audience for Dancing <laughs> with the Stars. All right. Okay. Yeah. Here comes yeah. your first one, Ben Cousins. When it stops, mm. you continue, and we want to hear you belt it out. All right. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> it's not a great start, is it? You know, um, I wish my daughter was here. I have my daughter actually over at the moment. She's still in bed, so she's no good to me. Ben, if you okay. weren't uh, overthinking it and you were just going to go on gut instinct, what we, where, where would you start singing? Where, where, where are we up to? Where are we up to? <laughs> give him another. Give him another grab. Let's. We'll go to another one. Have, I hope this doesn't happen on the dance floor. No. I really don't. You know. <laughs> we'll give you another song, Benny. Here, you here ready? Go. Here we oh, go. Yeah. Here's the next one. All right, pay close attention. Here we go. Oh, it's you. Oh, jeez. Believe in yourself. Taylor <laughs> would want you to yourself. believe in yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Now I'm starting to get really nervous for the third one. Okay, right. <laughs> Two one bubble, you know. <laughs> Bring it um, home strong, buddy. Okay. You know, <laughs> just, you know what? She did sing 43 songs the other night, which is a lot. Yeah. You know, so I'm, well, I've especially when them. you can see how hard it is just to get out one line. Ben, <laughs> ben last one here, right? Oh, now, what, whatever happens, just go, you just you just need to go. You just need to sing. Whatever comes to your head, just go. All right? You ready? Oh, come on. Okay, here we go. We... Getting back together. Is it just again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that what she's saying it again? I haven't even sung it for you. That's, yeah. how, that's how worried I was that I wasn't going to be able to get it. I do know that song. I do know that one well. Oh, um, it's been an absolute joy and delight, what, Benny. Did I get that right or not? You, you kind of no. did. You kind of did. Yeah. I did? Yeah. yeah you oh, you kind of did. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you did well, mate. All right. <laughs> 
Cousins. Swifty. There it is. Ben oh. Swifty Cousins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Swift oh, on the obviously. field. All Swift right. on the dance floor. See you on Dancing with the Stars, my friends, 7 and 7 Plus. Thanks for having a bit of fun with us this morning, Wait, We'll catch up with you soon. Pleasure. See you, guys. Pete and Kimber's Coffin Therapy. You want to appreciate where you're at in life? The idea is get into a coffin, close the lid, and then spend some time in there. And when you come out, a therapist asks you questions. And perhaps it's going to change your perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Um, do not leave your radio for the next 20 minutes. This is going to come your way in two parts. It's Kimber's turn to get into the coffin. We start this audio with Kimber standing outside, ready to step in. Take a listen. I feel surprisingly calm just looking at it. I don't know if it's weird to say this. I think it's partly because it doesn't look like a coffin to me. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Stepping in. How's that feel? You've stepped in now. You know why it feels a bit different? So it does feel different. I think it's because what's underfoot is a feeling I can't quite describe. So no other sort of feelings? Oh, I'm standing in a coffin now. No, not yet. Take a seat. Okay. How does that feel? I don't like the I don't like the satiny, silky feeling. Ooh. Okay. You're in the coffin now, you're lying down. Oh god. How does oh. that feel? Okay. It's weird and oof. Okay. Okay, you just took a deep breath. How are you feeling? Yeah, I think before I put the lid on, I just want to have a bit of a moment. But, I mean, it feels okay because, well, there's no lid on. So it just feels like you're in a children's, could be a car bed for all I know. Like, it doesn't feel like anything yet. Mm. (sighs) Okay. I think I'm ready. You can put the lid on. The lid is on the casket. At the moment it feels... um, I thought it was going to be really claustrophobic, but I've only just got in, but it doesn't feel like that at the moment. It's kind of like... I don't know, it could be like a tanning bed. (laughs) Sort of not all that different. There seems... There's almost something quietly soothing about... There just being no sound in here and in a way it's comforting. I wasn't expecting that. I actually thought it would be the thing I hated the most. It feels isolating. <clears throat> and I feel I feel um pretty alone, which I don't like the feeling of. Yeah, I don't like that much. What do you think so far? So that's you I mean, in, the, in the coffin. That was the audio. Yeah. You in the coffin, lids on. Like it, uh, being in the coffin itself, strangely, it didn't affect me the way that I like. I was expecting. Mm. I thought it was going to be a lot harder. Um, but actually it was just a kind of, yeah, it, I, I felt okay with yeah. the idea of it. You came out with a great tan. <laughs> a tanning bed. I felt okay with it. I think it's the concept of death that I have a real problem with. Mm. And I think that's where everything changed for me. So let's get into part two here. Um, We'll come back with Kimber still being in the coffin. The lid is about to come off and the therapist will start asking you questions. It's quite strange that just everything you associate with death and I think being here inside a coffin, which is weird... It does. It makes me think of every funeral I've ever been to. Like, just all of them. (sighs) Even thinking about that, you get that lump in your throat that I think, well, I don't know, I think everyone gets them at funerals. It's sort of... But it's making me really emotional just thinking about that. 
it's making me like having that lump in my throat is giving me the emotional response like my body is it's making, I can feel my eyes welling up a bit and I'm having lots of thoughts about whether or not it's better to be on the inside or the outside. Ugh, makes me feel emotional. Hi. Hi. That went really quick. Was that five minutes? Yeah. You look like you're crying. I am crying. It made me feel emotional. But I'm no, I'm not at, I'm just not at peace with death. Just not okay with it. <laughs> that feeling of like, even if someone that you really cared about died, that you don't want to be there. Yeah. Feels bad that you don't want to go. That makes me emotional. <laughs> it does, it makes me feel sad, but that's just a, I don't think that's the coffin. I think it's just everything it represents. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Just all the people that you love and, you know, can't be around all the time. Sucks. Okay. Well, let's flip the switch just for a second yeah. and let's talk about you. So what are you most proud of in your life? Um, I, I don't know. I think I'm pretty proud of the way I walk the planet. I'm pretty proud of the way I treat people. Yeah, I think that's probably my main thing. And what do people remember you, Kimber, by standing around your coffin or your <sighs> Okay. <laughs> See, that makes me feel... <laughs> I don't know. I think... I think I want people to... F- feel like they all knew me. Like, actually knew me. I want people to to feel that I stood for something and that I had a positive impact on their lives because I think ultimately like we're all pretty insignificant and I find comfort in the fact that you know it's like if you look at the moon we're so small and we're so not important and I think when you're dealing with big stuff in life it feels so big you can't get over it or it's just you know you're obsessing over something. I, I I like to feel small. I like to remember that, like, actually everything will end and we will become insignificant. And so the choices that you've made or any of the mistakes you've made or whatever don't matter. The only thing I can do is make an impact on people. You know. That was it. Turn it up, mate. Jesus. Turn it- <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, guys. I'm fine. But, you know, it was an yep. interesting thing for me, this experience of going... I, You're crying listening back to that. See, it's, uh, you think, do get emotional listening back to yourself, reflect on that stuff. And I don't think it's just me. I cry when I hear other people cry because I'm not okay with it, with death. I'm not yeah. okay, the whole concept. But the coffin itself didn't affect me. I feel like if you had the conversation with me about death in the kitchen, you would have got the same response. You'd start crying yeah. in the kitchen. Really? When I think about losing the people I love... Absolutely. You know what's really interesting, what I took out of that? Two things, right? Having been your friend for a long time and having gotten to know you for a long time, I reckon you can stand tall in the fact that people know you, people know what you stand for. Thank you. I think that's something that you can absolutely take away from that. And there's not a soul listening to this show who wouldn't agree. Thank you, Pete. For one. Thanks. Um, The other thing is the the one similarity we did have was the it doesn't matter thing. Yeah. Both of us felt that. that yeah. Like, absolutely, that you're like, all the things you're freaking out about, like, eh, don't worry about it. Yep. Don't worry. Um, we want to say thanks to Season Funerals, seasons.com.au for bringing the coffin in. That's coffin therapy. Um, maybe they'll be jumping in it now. They said they've never got in one. We're like, maybe you had such a good time. You want to get in too. Married at First Sight is in its 11th season. It is exploding across Australian television screens as we speak. We're glued to it. However, we're going to go all the way back to season five with the cheating scandal that started all of the controversy across all seasons. I mean, it was the most massive scandal at the time because Tracy and Dean were matched on the show. They were married. And then Dean 
went and cheated on her with Davina. And it basically destroyed Tracy and Dean's relationship. So it was a huge, huge moment. Davina changed my whole course of my relationship with Dean and she needs to be held accountable. I want you to know that one of the main reasons Dean and I didn't work was because of what you did. What did I do? Are you kidding? Goosebumps. Still goosebumps. Now, one of the other people on that season was NASA, and we spoke to NASA last week. If that wasn't explosive enough, he then went and potted that ever happening. Have a listen to this. They'll turn you into a villain if you don't don't give them um, what they want, right? So I remember one time when we had the boys' night outside thing, and they really pushed us into this affair. Remember that that affair that... uh, uh, Dean said, oh, wife swapping. That, you know, the whole yep. wife swapping uh-huh. came from that. It was like Dean, I think, said at that time, said, okay, guys, I'm going to give you something. H- how about we swap wives? You know, so so, the, so the affair wasn't real? Was the affair real? No, the affair, the wasn't, affair real. wasn't real. The affair was fake. No. Are you telling me that yeah. the big maths season five affair that we all lost our mind over yeah. was yeah. fake? It was fake, yeah. It was fake. It blew our minds. We were like, we need to know more. NASA is back with us this morning. Good morning to you, NASA. Hearing that back, mate, you still hold true to that? The whole thing was fake? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because um, he had, well, he obviously fancied her and she fancied him. I mean, Davina was a pretty good looking girl, really. Um, So he fancied her, she fancied him. He mentioned it to a few people. The producers got a sniff of it and said, okay, hang on a minute, we've got something here. And then they um, uh, convinced them to meet at the pub. If you ever remember, they met at a bar or a pub. Yeah, they were secretly texting and they met elsewhere. Yeah, Yeah, and then they sort of hugged and kissed and he said, look, I'm really into you. I can't believe you like me. She said, yeah, I like you too out of everybody. And that's how it is. Because when you guys just played now that Tracy said, oh, you should be accountable. And Davina goes, what do you mean? What have I done? That's when it really, she hasn't done anything. All she did was have a drink with Dean. But then they blew this whole thing up and said, right. look, we've got we've got something here. The audience is going to go crazy. This is the first time in Married to First Side history that there is a, a life swap or a scandal. Let's just play up on it. And now every season, is this happens. Every single season. Wow. And it's getting tiring and boring. But so- we started it. And it wasn't even an affair. So, so Davina and Dean did mm. not have an affair. They didn't hook up. No, didn't hook up. Um, they were going to sort of meet after when the show's finished. And if you guys remember, when we're sitting all on the lounge, Dean changed his mind and said, "Look, mm. I can't do this. I'm going to stay with Tracy." And remember Tracy, that? mate, Tra- remember that Tracy in yeah. more recent years has come out and said, "You know, it was all real. It all happened." So, would you say Tracy's a liar? Yeah, look, Tracy's got a, a history. I mean, she's in Perth, but God, don't start me on her. I mean, she, she, she's just got a history of, like, um, delusional um, events and delusional thoughts. Delusional um, events and delusional. So she's a liar yeah. and she's delusional. Yeah, 100%. I've had people from Perth call me that she's taken money from them and promised them all these sort of uh, eat, play, love stuff, never delivered. Oh, my God, I've had uh-huh. people in tears. Hey, yeah, you know, hey, so I NASA. don't believe what anything she said. Yeah, okay, well, all right. Well, NASA, um, mate, mm. we had a little surprise for you here because Tracy joins oh. us on the phone now. Hi, Tracy. Would you like to say hi to NASA? Hi, guys. Hi, NASA. It's so great to Tracy. hear your voice after so many years. Yeah, well, it's, I'm still around. I'm still relevant, and I'm still Australia's favourite celebrity. So it's good to, to uh, hear from you as well. And I think, uh, as I, I just said, and I'll stick to my guns, I really think you're delusional. I don't think that this affair happened because I'm in touch with Davina constantly and the whole thing has just been um, uh, painted over. And if you think otherwise, I think, um, you know, it's not true. Tracy, I mean, like NASA's sitting here being very defamatory about you and i mean as far as you're concerned there was an affair there was a, they to- it broke down your relationship well last time i checked i was actually in the relationship and nasa wasn't <laughs> yeah so well I, you were in the relationship but you were you were right you begged him to stay with you he changed his mind on the night it's sort of and then you said oh but we had blah 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 sexual encounter that morning and then a, he was just into Davina. Believe me, he was just into Davina. As I said to you, I've spoken to Davina many, many times about this. And um, it, it, 
really didn't happen. I think they just made it up and, and blew it out of proportion to have a story okay. for the show and to NASA, have a story let's, for Sorry, let's audience. get to the crux here, right? Tracy, this is your opportunity for a right of reply. NASA's right there. You've just heard him say, you're delusional, you're a liar, the entire thing was fake. So, bang, bang, well, bang. Are you delusional? Are you a liar? Was the entire thing fake? I mean, I wish it was fake because it was really painful at the time. But 100%, they had a connection. Of course, the producers connection, were going to They had a connection. It, but they had a connection. They wanted to catch up. The producers That's obviously right. wanted it to be on camera. But the affair wasn't fake. The affair 100% happened. But the producers jumped on it. So that part's true. But they 100% wanted to be together. And then you're right. Dean decided at the last minute he didn't want to go through with it. But 100%, it was real. It was not fake. The affair to me, guys, can I just quickly, an affair to me is when you actually have sexual intercourse and you're uh, naked in bed. This didn't happen. Nessa, I mean, Nessa, it is one thing for you to be sitting here saying uh, these. Nessa, Nessa, it's one. Oh my God, does he stop? He just doesn't stop. Nessa. It's no. one thing for you to say these things about Tracy, and but I can't help but feel that you're the one who said, I'm still relevant and here I am. How do we know you're not just making up absolute bollocks to because get yourself some attention? I don't make up absolute bollocks. Uh, I speak to these people regularly. I'm actually well, sort of friends with them. I see them at events and, and we talk about it now five years later or six years later um, and stuff. At that time, we didn't really talk about much inside and out. We do sort of talk about it and say, hey, remember this? What happened? Did that really happen? Like, did this happen? Remember when we did this? Blah, 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 blah. But she just said now, yes, it did, an affair happened. An affair to me uh, is that when yeah, you no, no, go... We, like, we've, heard, we've heard the description, we but like, right, seriously, right. that's not yeah, what like an affair is. There's so many other descriptions that people are that's absolutely right. smashing their steering wheels listening to you talk about what an affair is right now. <laughs> Listen, Tracy, I, I'm so... Tracy, I'm proud of you. Like, I would be absolutely blowing my lid right now at what I've just well, heard. No, she's too classy. 100%. And an affair is anything you do behind someone's back. Whether no, it's, it's not. catching up or no, text it's not. messages, like no, that's yeah. not an affair. That's it. I think no. you're delusional. <laughs> no, that's not an affair at all. To me, that's not an affair. If you're texting, what unless a physical activity happens, it's not an affair. Okay. You can text, you can have it in your brain, you can be like in this la la land. Unless an actual something actually happens, they to me, kissed. That's an affair. They we saw yeah. them well, kiss. Yeah, but that's. But that, if you look at it closely, it was like a peck. It wasn't oh, really, okay, I mean, here I, we go. Oh, there I wasn't enough cat. tongue. A proper kiss no, is, has to last for this many seconds. There wasn't oh, enough saliva. I, I, there wasn't Tracy, enough saliva. Tracy, you're you're happily together with someone, are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm married. We you got celebrated our third, third wedding anniversary yesterday. Congratulations. And, we have a kid. and no, NASA, I, NASA, how's your love life going? Yeah. I can't keep up. I'm telling you, I cannot <laughs> keep up. He's like, in the club. I'm in the club. If you want to catch NASA, he's in the club. I can't even keep up. I can't even keep up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, thank you very much for joining us this morning, NASA. I, I don't know whether we got to the bottom of it. We've got a new description for what an affair is. I don't oh, he's changed like the world this with is that. Over. Um, Tracy, um, it's been a pleasure and a delight. Oh, it's lovely to catch up with you guys again. <laughs> Thanks for Anytime. your classy delivery yes, and reply. <laughs> appreciate it. You're a legend, mate. You take care. You too. Pete and Kimbers. Yay or nay? Howdy, Rami. Hola. Hola. Um, oh, I don't know what happened to my brain there. Hi, guys. How are you going? <laughs> Good. It's okay. You can say hello in other, nat- in other languages. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Got that right. Hola, guapo. Hello, handsome. Oh, God. Hola, Hola no. guapo. Yeah. Huh. Oh, What'd you, you call know me? Spanish and French. <laughs> anyway, yay and nay <laughs> in different languages now. Three topics, three seconds to make up your mind. Are we ready? Yep. Woolies C. is better than Coles. Three, two, one. Nay. Yay. Oh, okay. Nay. So, Pete, do you do you prefer Coles over Woolworths? Or no, no I'm, I've got to I've got to stick against both of them. Let's the face it; they're both evil. Oh, evil's great, but if I mean, they're advertising with us, I'm about to get fired. But they're <laughs> both evil, right? It, it's just that, like, the only reason I say I prefer Woolworths is because 
at my particular local, it's better laid out than the Coles. Ah, yeah, true. And once you know the layout of a store, it's much faster when you have to go in and get gear. When, when you've got to go in and grab that one thing and you're going into a shop, you don't know. You're like, where's this? <laughs> that is true. Where's well, the thing? I prefer Woolworths because they've got the rewards points. Um, <laughs> and good Look, sushi. Yeah. Woolies has good sushi. I'm not bringing this up for no reason. The reason I'm bringing it up is some breaking news this morning. Have you guys seen the Woolworths CEO has stepped down? Brad Banducci. Yes, I heard in September he's out of there. You yes. know what blows my mind is that people in big corporations do terrible things every day and they sleep fine and they don't care. You give them one moment of public humiliation yeah. and they freak out and step down from their jobs. I say we humiliate more people. More of them. Uh, he did appear on the Four Corners program over the week and uh, he bought... Do you, do you have yeah, audio I've got there? the audio Let's here. This is, this is when he was sitting down with the Four Corners reporter and he made some comments that he wasn't happy about and wanted them taken out. Sorry, what are you unhappy with? I shouldn't have said that about right about it and been well, retired. Well, you did say it. Yeah, and I mean, he, he is retired, but I, I shouldn't have said that, Angus. Are, you, are we going to leave it in there if we are? Well, I mean, if, if we're on the record. You said it. Let's let's move on. But yeah, yeah, no, um, I'm, I think I'm done, guys. But, you know, right, I, right, I, I do right, this with right. good intent. You know, I don't do this with bad intent. Right. You're walking out, really? No, no, no. Can we just talk no, about no, Brad for a second? Let me just have a minute. Now, the context of that is um, they were talking about Rod Sims, who 18 months ago retired as the head of the ACCC. And uh, was basically like, well, this guy, what's this guy going to know about competition in the marketplace? Because that's what the whole report was about, right? There's not enough competition, mm. and that's why they can price gouge. Yeah. God, embarrassing. Um, anyway, next yeah. one. <laughs> Bit of a different A&A today, I think. Uh, putting IKEA furniture is a great bonding activity. Three, two, one. Nay. Nay. Good. Good. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> oh. you know, I, I don't mind. James and I are great at doing that sort of gear together. We can put together an IKEA thing without breaking up. But I tend to do it on my own because if I buy something, I'm so enthusiastic to get it out of the packaging and start using it. I don't wait for him to come home. Wow. So I just start, I get really stuck Does in. Does he get upset about that? Is he no. not happy that you you haven't waited for him? To, to do a task? I'm yeah. sure he's fine. <laughs> You're like, come home from a long day at work. You want to do this thing for me? Not really. Not really. And final one, using the handicapped toilet at shopping centres is okay. Three, two, one. Yay. yay. Good. Yeah, big yay. I think people yeah. are confused about toilets for disabled, like with the disabled stickers and stuff, because it's not like a car park. A car park, you don't park in it unless you've got the Acrod sticker. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? What? <laughs> I know that. But people <laughs> think that that's more. the same for toilets. It's not like you can't use the toilet unless you have an Acrod sticker. It's just that so that they have a toilet that's accessible. Yeah. Yeah. But that's have you ever walked out of a handicapped toilet and seen someone in a wheelchair waiting? I mean, it doesn't give them rules that they never have to wait for anything, is it? Have you ever walked out of a handicapped toilet and seen somebody in a wheelchair waiting as you made your way to the disabled parking bay that you parked your car in? <laughs> yeah, but true story. I once did enter a handicapped toilet and yeah, he pressed the button to enter it. It yeah. opened up and there was a lady. No! Oh, no! And I, I ran. <laughs> she would have been more horrified to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, it's time for Dear Kimber. Yeah. People have been sending emails. Dear Kimber, what am I doing? What am I? What's happening in my life? And I'm like, I don't know. I can try and give you some advice. Well, how good is it? You can give advice and then we can always throw it out to the Mix fam as well to dive in. And you do dive in on this stuff. We appreciate that. Yeah, they're really helpful. So this one, um, there's a bit of a setup. He hasn't given me his name. I'm going to call him Gary. Okay, Gary. Cheers for your letter, Gary. Um, Gary says, I'm writing to you with a conundrum that I'm currently facing. My head is in such a pretzel, I want some clarity from an external source. Okay. You had us at pretzel. (laughs) I am a father of two wonderful teenagers. About six years ago, my lovely wife of 18 years and the mother of my two children sadly passed away due to sickness. That's sad. Awful. After some time to recover from the shock, I found another amazing woman who I fell in love with and so did my kids. I proposed to her and she said yes. Everything was going extremely well and we're currently planning the wedding as we speak. I can see myself having more children with her and us growing old together. However, something has happened that has rocked me and my family to the core. This is where it all goes pear-shaped. Okay. At a recent family dinner with my fiancé, parents, brothers, sisters and children, so it's basically the whole family's there, 
My parents were telling my fiancé how lucky I was to find someone new and make such a great connection so quickly. My family were expressing how much of a good guy I am and how my fiancé was a lucky girl for snapping me up after I decided to date again after my wife passed away. It was at this moment my fiancé tried to be funny and told a joke that stopped the dinner party in its tracks. My fiancé said, I know, right? He's a great guy. I'm glad she died so I could have him. Oh, Jesus. Um, sorry, hang on a sec. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> that is... Oh, dear. The room went dead oh, silent. Oh, my God. I think we all knew it was meant to be a joke and she became very awkward about it and you could cut the tension with a knife. My teenage son got up immediately and walked away from the table. My mother gave her a death stare and my father tried to awkwardly move the conversation onto something else. The night ended early. We all went home. In the days following the dinner, my entire family have voiced their concerns that they are no longer comfortable being around my fiancé. And my son and daughter are currently not speaking to her. I really don't know what to do. I love her, but I don't know if I or my family can forgive what was a terribly not funny, very poor joke. What would you do? So his wife passed away and he's got the two kids. Everyone's at dinner. He's met this new woman. They're planning their wedding. And she says, yeah, he's such a catch. I'm so I'm glad she died so that I could have him. <laughs> this is one of those things I know it's hurtful and I know it was but it is just a terrible joke. Like it's not like it 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 seems sad to me that it might take some time for you to get over it and process it, right? But this isn't an infidelity. It's not a betrayal. It's nothing serious. Like, what's more important? Yeah, but the... What's more important? Like, yeah, but, this is a person that you all love and adore and you want to spend your life with. She's made a dumb joke without thinking. Mm, but who are you talking to when you say this? And w- what I mean by that is his kids aren't speaking to her. His uh, parents and the in-laws don't want to know who she is right now. If they're going to get married and she's going to be in the life of this family, can you imagine every single get-together, dinner party, the wedding, Mm. like everything from here on in, there is a huge significant risk right now that the entire family just hates her, ostracises her, and could be ostracising him by that same... Look, this is why I think you should lead by example. I think he needs to deal with his own feelings first. If Mm. he can forgive her and go, I know it was a bad joke, but what we have... Honestly, if a relationship hinges on a bad joke, oh my God, I would have been broken up with a long time ago. Yeah, but it's not just a bad joke. We all say stuff wrong. Like, I think... You know, if he can sort himself out and how he feels about it and forgive her for a terrible joke, the family members should support that. It's his kids. Yeah, it, like, it's his kids. But the you thing can is, lead by you... example and you can go, we're bigger than this. I think if you can give Gary, as we're calling him because he didn't give me a name, if you can give Gary some advice on what you think you would do. Mm. I, don't, I would not end a... Per- that sounds like a beautiful, perfect relationship and they all adore her and I can't... Imagine that you'd move on from that so easily. What would you do in this situation, right? We need advice for Gary. Um, The general consensus on the text line, and Mm -hmm. thanks Leanne, thanks Tina, thanks Bon and everybody else, is maybe everybody needs to get together and have a big old chin wag. Um, Yeah, a bit of a conversation about it. I mean, it's pretty hard. He's literally saying that the kids aren't talking to her. Like, So at the moment, getting everyone together might be tough. But Sarah in Girraween, what should Gary do? That is exactly what I was thinking, is that they need to get together, have a family meeting with the kids, herself and the father, and discuss it and ask her why she said it. And if it was generally a joke, forgive her. She didn't mean it. She was just trying to probably fit in with the family and make gist of it. It was a bad gist, but I think they need to discuss it because I don't think it's worth breaking up a beautiful relationship and they loved and respected her before this. It doesn't change her, and I don't think she's a bad person. I agree. I feel like it's the kind of joke that just slips out like a, does my bum look big in this? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's just a, it's a generic... It's a bit different than does my bum look big no, in this? No, but I just think it's like a generic comment that sometimes you say and you go, I don't really know why I said it. Jeez, I'm glad your missus died. I No, but she doesn't actually mean that. She Angela just... in Clarkson. What are your thoughts? 
my thoughts are it's sometimes hard to fit into other families and know their humour. Um, you know what I mean? And then it's just probably slipped out, like you said, and like everyone else said, they need to get together and have a chat. Yeah. Yeah, just have it. Because I feel like just throwing away a relationship, and I think it's rough. If the rest of Gary's family say you shouldn't be with her anymore, I think that is mean and not in the right spirit for his his life moving forward. Have you heard of the ick? Yeah, I mm. know. Silvana in Mount Rashant, good morning. What are your thoughts? Um, look, it's, I don't think it's a matter of, uh, of having a conversation. And Kimba, I love and respect you. Um, so please don't take this personally. But sometimes it's when, when you've got kids involved, and I know you don't have kids involved, but I know you've got nephews and nieces, it's a little bit harder just to look the other way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like he was married 18 years with two kids. And obviously, obviously it was a beautiful marriage. It's not like he was you know, married to a narcissistic woman or anything yeah. like that. But sometimes that that comment you just can't come back from. Oh, and it'd be so sad. And I know you're right. I get that, like, if your kids don't get along with your partner, it's you can't just ignore that. Mm. But, it, but it's such a shame. Um, Deborah in Ellenbrook is in a relationship with a widower. Thank you very much for your calling your advice on this, Deb. What do you think Gary should do? Hi, everyone. Good morning. Yeah, it's such a... a a touchy subject as we're hearing from everyone and I know that I have so much joy that I'm with my partner but the fact is is that the joy is on the end of grief that has happened to everyone mm. and um, I think that you know it needs to be looked at how she's handled the situation previously if she's been respectful of his wife passing previously um, then she's got a chance to I uh, pull the children aside by themselves first and have a discussion and just say look it was a poor joke it's difficult being in my situation. I've found my person, but your dad lost his person to find me. Um, and, yeah, go from there. And, you know, I hope that uh, Gary can handle it well. Yeah, I feel, and I get it because everyone is involved now. The whole family mm. are in their own grief cycle and they all are experiencing different feelings. So um, if we're putting this back to Gary, it appears that for the general consensus is first port of call, don't drop everything, but how about we get everybody together and just have it out? That's a good place to through. start. Yep. Okay. Thanks, everybody, good for luck, diving Gary. in. Thanks for getting on the texts and on the calls as well. If you have a dear Kimber, reach out to us. Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858.